It's the Talker United Yellow Army Herald Express Devon Life podcast once more and David and I are here lighting up big cigars, uh, pouring out the brandy because... We've got over the vertigo. Yeah, it's isn't it wonderful to be top of the league? <laughs> it's the National League South, but we don't care. No. We're top of it and yeah. we're very, very happy boys. We are. And, and this is the first time for 11 years that United have been top of any division. And um, since uh, in the ding-dong battle with Aldershot for the yeah. conference title in 2007 and eight, United were top of the table for a while. I did wonder before checking back in the uh, uh, the record books whether we had actually been top briefly under Martin Ling when we were chasing Swindon for the, for the League 2 title. Um, Be- before you text me the actual answer, I kind of thought that was probably it, but it wasn't. It wasn't. Was it? They no. never quite made it to the top of the table that season, even though they had a, a great yeah. run. Um, uh, Swindon under Paolo Di Canio <laughs> yes. uh, yeah. at that particular time. Um, but no, it's it's... Well, congratulations is all. We, we, we are just sitting with our arms out. We're, we're not quite genuflecting or kneeling <laughs> uh, on the ground. but um, It's an well, incredible turnaround, isn't it? it Considering is. that the situation that we were in after four or five weeks of the season, we were in the bottom half. We Nine games. Looking over our shoulders rather than looking up. Yeah. Thinking this One, is going three, to be a battle three, again. Lost three. Yeah. Um, five goals scored, four against. Uh, let's, by the way, give a nod to Gary Hours for um, putting together, uh, which is still more or less the, the same defence yeah. uh, that's, that's here, um, including both goalkeepers, by the way. Um, uh, but in an attacking fashion, uh, they weren't doing it, were they? And no. the, the home defeat to Chippenham was the last straw, and uh, that's when Gary Johnson came in. and. Well, but it, it has been very much the, the Gary Johnson effect since then, hasn't it? And thank you very much to Paul Butler, who uh, Facebooked a message the other day with the slogan, keep calm and Gary on, which I think is a winner. <laughs> top, <laughs> top social media. Top marks, Paul. Keep yeah. calm and Gary on. If that isn't a range of leisure wear by the time <laughs> this podcast goes out, then it should be. But it has been the most unbelievable effect. What What is it that he's doing, Dave? Uh, I think that you're talking about a guy who, who when he was appointed, um, uh, everybody immediately sat up, yeah. didn't they? I don't think even the most optimistic United fan thought that we were going to get Gary Johnson. And it wasn't um, just United fans, it, it was anybody who studies lower, let's say, League One, League Two and below football, yeah. sat up and took some notice. Quite, they? because... You know, look at the guy's track record. He, he, he's, there are very few lower division managers that have got his record. Uh, and why to this day, why Cheltenham sacked him after four games of the season, I will never, ever know. And, not, and I'm not the only one. Uh, uh, 30 years in management. Uh, he's managed internationally. The yeah. only level of football that he hasn't actually managed at is the Premier League. It's, um, a, it's only a matter of time, It's only a matter of time. Yes. Um, uh, and when he walked in... The place and everything about him since. Look, he's an ordinary bloke, just like everybody else. Of course, he is, and and a hell of a nice guy. But there's not a, an element of doubt about him. No, you know, he no. he just exudes this confidence. I know he inherited a half decent squad that wasn't quite performing. I know he's inherited a full time squad at Torquay United. Yeah, in a great stadium with top fans in the National League South. And he looked at all of that, plus 
the plans that Clark Osborne and George Edwards put to him about what they want yeah. to do in the future. Yeah. He lives in Bristol, uh, uh, just south of Bristol. Um, uh, uh, you know, he's had his issues uh, um, uh, in recent years. Um, and I think he, I'm sure he sat down with his wife and said, what do you think? And yeah. <laughs> uh, not, didn't take very long to say, let's have a crack at that. Uh, and well, I, it, it, I think it's a it, work in progress, isn't it? It, 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 it is. You know, it, but I think I think what it what's impressed me more than anything else about him is that he's not he's he's tackled this whole business of expectation. Mm. We've got to win promotion head on. He hasn't uh, tried to give himself any leeway, and the effect is that he hasn't he hasn't given the players any leeway. No. He's virtually said to them, look. This is where we're going. This is where I'm going. You better shape yeah. up. Yeah. Not and, and I know that sounds like an element of threat about it, but it actually isn't, uh, be, because in a way that's what all players want to hear. They they they, they want to hear we're going to win this. We're going to win promotion here. Yeah. We're going to win this league. Or if any, or if we don't, it's going to take a hell of an effort by somebody else to stop us. And and so he's carried on in that vein. Yeah. The supporters picked up on it straight away. Yeah. Uh, very first match. He's, he's demonstrative, isn't he? In, in a way that Gary Hours wasn't. Lovely bloke, Gary Hours, yeah. but not one to go over to the pop side pumping his fists. Well, uh, uh, Gary is a different. Gary Hours is a different type of person. Yeah, uh, and and you know, thank goodness for that. We can't all be the same, can we? Uh, and and uh, uh, he he, I think he was probably a bit more of a worrier than mm. Gary Johnson is. Um, Gary Hours desperately wanted to do this job yeah. and to do it yeah. right and to succeed at it. Um, uh, uh, and it's a great sadness to him that that, that it, it, it you know he, he isn't here now and and, and doing it. Um, he's convinced we're going to <laughs> do it this year. Yeah. yeah. Um, but Gary Johnson has this way of exuding this kind of you know well of course we're going to do it you know uh, uh, and he's he's very clever at. Switching, you know, getting players to do what he wants yeah. them to do. Um, he can be pretty fierce when it, yeah. when, it, when he wants to be, um, but he can uh, uh, massage the egos of others. Uh, he can get in the faces of one or two. I was yeah. watching him in a break and play at Dulwich Hamlet last last week, um, uh, last Saturday, um, when uh, he called all the players to, <laughs> over to the touchline at, at the Imperial Fields. And was pointing his finger at several, at one or two. Yeah. Now, and I, I couldn't hear what he was saying, but uh, I dare say they were being told a home truth or two. And so he's not afraid to do that. No. And he knows who he can do it with. He, he's he's. You're talking about a guy. Look, who's been manager for thirty years. In thirty years in management, you get to you just a lot of these things are natural to him now. He doesn't yeah. have to think about it. It's not contrived, and. Um, and, and to be fair, to a man, they've bought into it, haven't well, they? Well, exactly. Don't forget, he's got rid of four or five. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, uh, but the others, uh, and everybody keeps coming up to me and saying, oh, who do you reckon will be the next one out, Dave? And I go, well, hold on a minute. You know, mm. <laughs> I'm not sure the, 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 the will be. I'm not sure he is looking to do that. He's constantly, because he's a hard-nosed manager that, that's desperate to, to win success, I'm sure he's constantly assessing and reassessing yeah. those situations. But um, as long as the players do it in training, show up with a smile on their faces and get stuck in, he, that's, 
He's yeah. fine. He's yeah. fine with that. And a very interesting player, which we'll we'll talk about a little bit more, is Ruri Keating. Yeah. You know, who Ruri Keating, a few weeks ago, was not part of, of not didn't appear to be part of Gary Johnson's strongest team. Mm. You got Reed and Janney up front. Yeah. Um, him and Williams were on. Brett Williams were on the bench most weeks. Opie Edwards had come in and was the flavour of the month on the right wing, etc., etc., etc. Calvin Kalala has come to the party. Mid central midfields taken, etc., etc., etc. Yeah, who's played in the last three or four games every match more or less, and who scored the breakthrough goal at Dartford on Tuesday yeah. night? Rory Keating, and because he keeps coming back for more, with a smile on his face, and works his backside off in training and every single game, Gary Johnson will take that, take that. All yeah, day. yeah, and then good stuff too, and. Also, the um, the club owner is very pleased with the way things well, are going. Well, uh, Clark Osborne lives in Bristol. He doesn't get to many, mm-hmm. <laughs> if any, games. Um, uh, he listens to all the commentaries and uh, that, and uh, um, got in, managed to, to, to get hold of him. He's a pretty busy man. He flies in and out of the country every other day, or yeah. appears to, uh, on various missions. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, I know how pleased and <laughs> delighted he is he wants this to turn around and start going in the right direction as much yeah. as anybody else um and a happy bunny as well and um you know why wouldn't you be his chairman that's what we that's what as he said in his script that's what we're all <laughs> aiming to try and do and when you see your club top of the table it must be a great feeling yeah now the uh, the man who's taking all the headlines at the moment he's got the headline in the herald express this week is jamie reed well, the extraordinary turnaround. Yeah. You know, the turnaround of the whole team has been one thing, but the turnaround in Jamie Reed's form has been a phenomenon, hasn't it? it Sixteen goals in seventeen games. Yeah, I mean, when 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 Gary Johnson took over, uh, Jamie Reed had scored twice since last Christmas. Yeah, um, uh, uh, he scored against uh, Halifax away and Halifax at home, I think, at yeah. the end of last season, and and and. And, but he looked like he had the weight of the world on his shoulders. The ball was getting away from him. The harder he tried, yeah. the less successful he was being. And, and that's a classic example of the way that Johnson can get into somebody's head, yeah. you know, or clear somebody's head. Yeah. Uh, the old advice, I'd, I want you on the end of moves, not in the middle of them. Um, and uh, Jamie Reid at the moment, uh, <laughs> a little pointer... Uh, um, an oddity of his 16 goals this season so far, and they've come in 17 games. 16 goals in 17 games. He's, he's got to be top of some strike well, rate. There isn't league, another isn't player in the in in English football that's got a strike rate like that. No, Surely no, there can't no. be anybody. Is, is that I'm pretty sure, uh, and somebody will come and clang me on the head on Saturday, quite <laughs> rightly too, if they do. There's a, not one of them is a header. No, I don't think you're right. They, um, yeah, uh, and I don't think Seiko, one of Seiko Janis is a header either. That I might be wrong. I might be wrong with that. Um, uh, but no, he, he's suddenly, you know, Jamie Reed is playing like a man who, mm. you know, well, of course I'm going to score. You know, uh, yeah. his left foot is as, is nearly as deadly as his right. Now. But and he's scoring. Um, he's scoring good goals. And when you see him on the ball, he looks like a player who's confident. He look, He looks a different player. Yeah. He looks like a player who who's who knows what he's doing, knows where he's going. He'll bring other players in as well. Yeah. Which is you know a, a striker. No, it's good skill. to see every, especially when it's so you know. Look, he's talking born and bred. I know Exeter mm. City had him for a little while and tried to you know and and did bring him on 
but he's one of ours. He's one of our uh, own. And they he, sing on the pop side. He is, yeah. and 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 nobody is getting more pleasure out of this than Jamie Reed. He doesn't say very much. Jamie is a quite a quiet, shy sort of lad, um, but uh, he absolutely loves this. He yeah. loves playing for Torquay. It's his club. It's his town, um, uh, and and good luck to him. Um, I think we're all just keeping our fingers crossed, as you always do in these circumstances, Yeah. Um, that when December turns to January, um, uh, Gary Johnson's phone doesn't start ringing too often Yeah. <laughs> um, you see, with the wrong, wrong type of phone call from our point of view. 16 goals in 17 games, Some that's bound to set the alarm bells ringing. Well, it would be a surprise if no one was elsewhere. having a look yeah. as a result of that. Of, of, of course there was. And, and what was it, last month's... There was a few rumours flying around, as there always are, that, yeah. um, uh, that that one or two clubs were looking. Well, why not? Uh, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure they probably are. I, I think if I was a manager in League Two or something like that, I'd be sending a scout down to have You'd a look. You'd want to have a look, wouldn't you? Yeah. I mean, his figures are stacking up as well. This piece that you've written in the paper this week has he's. Um, the last talkie player to score 15 goals by Christmas, Paul Dobson, who had 16 to his credit by the festive season. Reedy's equaled that now. Yeah, that's 30, uh, 40 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, this um, is the best first half yeah, of a season people by like a talkie Tim Stills, Yeah. David Graham, um, uh, Tommy Tynan, Tommy Tynan, well, who had he? a hell of yeah. a first season. I remember when uh, United went up that year, 1991, when they won at Wembley against Blackpool. He had a terrific first half of the season, but no, he didn't do it either. So uh, Jamie's ahead of all these people. Yeah. And, um, you know, look, chickens and eggs, <laughs> obviously, but, but uh, he must be thinking. Um, I know uh, neither he nor Gary Hours will, will reveal that uh, he set himself a target to Gary Hours before the start yeah. of the season. And um, uh, they won't say what it was. Well, And, and I've got a pretty good idea of it was and he's certainly reassessing that situation now <laughs> <laughs> brilliant well long may it continue yeah. and if he gets a header on saturday that'd be quite special wouldn't it, it would it would <laughs> good stuff let's talk a little bit about his um his striking partners then because they're both in a good vein of form at the moment let's talk a little bit more about rory because that was a cracking goal by all accounts on Seku Janney and rory keating yeah uh, yeah Seku scored what seven in ten games seven in ten like so far now. yeah um, so so he's on on nearly as hot a streak as as, as Jamie Reed, um, I, mean, I think he, he's. A, I mean, they both work hard, but uh, um, you know, this is a lad. He's only nineteen years old. You really must yeah. remember that. Um, and uh, it didn't happen for him when he first arrived. No, no, he he, 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 he couldn't hit the cow's backside with a banjo. Could well, he? so and and. I remember him at Brightling in an FA Cup tie up there when United won 3 0. I think it was 1 0. It might have been 1 0 at the time. Uh, the game certainly wasn't settled yet. And he missed, he missed in the wind and the rain in Essex yeah. uh, from <laughs> what we could, like, nearly always call point blank range. And it yeah. went over the bar. And, and, and you think, oh my goodness, he must be going. When am I ever going to do one? And, and of course, you know, now he's, he's, yeah. uh, he's looking very dangerous. Chased down a back pass. Uh, at yeah. Dulwich Hamlet, real old good strikers opportunist goal. Um, uh, he's only a young lad, and you have to bear that in mind, and you know, keep it all calm. But yeah. uh, uh, no, he's he's doing well. And then, and then you know, Rory Keating is playing out of position, really. Yeah, he's playing on the right wing, um, and and part of the reason why Gary Johnson's been playing in there is as a sort of deterrent to opposing mm. attacking left backs. 
Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. You know, he, he's there partly for that reason, which, of course, he's perfect at because he will work and cover ground all afternoon. He's got a hell of an engine, boundless stamina, he's super fit. Um, and uh, it must have given well, a, a huge pleasure to, to, to volley that breakthrough goal. And a very important goal at Dartford on Tuesday night. Yeah, it was um, tight, wasn't it, up until that moment? Dartford had given it mm. serious stick for the first half. Um, United had a bit more of the ball. Um, uh, so I understand. I, I, sadly, I couldn't make that match. Um, uh, and Dartford catching United on the break by all accounts mm-hmm. and pretty dangerous and United rode their luck according to Gary Johnson uh, at times there defended very well but yeah. it was still nil-nil and you need someone to go and get you that breakthrough goal yeah. which turns the match um, and it was Rory Keating on Tuesday night um, and good luck to him uh, uh, Key moment in the match. Yeah, and that was his first goal since the Limington. Since the seven nil game at, at, at Limington, and and he he as well must have been thinking, oh goodness, am I ever going to get one? You know, yeah. all these other lads chipping in. Um, uh, uh, here am I running around doing my best, yeah. and it isn't happening for for me. So uh, good luck to him. And fair to say, he enjoyed scoring that one at Dartford. Well, <laughs> from, from, from what we hear, uh, uh, Gary Johnson was saying afterwards that. Um, uh, again, this is another interesting that he calls him his nearly man in training. Now, if somebody called you and I a nearly man, we'd be going, I think I'd yeah. be gritting my teeth a little <laughs> bit. And I'm sure Rory Keating was. Yeah. Uh, and as Gary Johnson said, when he when he stuck that volley in to, to make it 1-0, uh, I think he turned and ran across to the uh, uh, to, in the direction of the yeah. uh, of the technical area. And as Gary Johnson <laughs> said afterwards, it wasn't it wasn't a teacher's pet moment. So, no. uh, but he was fine with it. I don't suppose he minds that at all. Oh, another striker that we remember doing exactly that, turning and, and making gestures to the technical area. Of course, Tommy Tyner. There's, yeah. there's, a, there's a precedent for this. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Uh, well, he. <laughs> Tommy used to uh, he'd shake his fist at almost anybody <laughs> wouldn't he yeah, so, uh, yeah yeah and the goalkeeper situation that's been interesting this well, week hasn't a, it what an interesting one that was uh, um, uh, Gary Johnson obviously Alex Bass is back now uh, he stuck with Sean McDonald for the um, game against uh, Dulwich Hamlet. And didn't he make um, some saves in that? And, and watching the highlights. The man back. of the match yeah. in that game. Um, uh, Gary was, was quite keen to have a chat about it this week and said, look, it's up to me to keep these two happy. Yeah. You've got a very ambitious, promising, highly rated young goalkeeper on a season-long loan from Portsmouth. But... Hold on a minute, Sean McDonald's made himself yeah. the number one, not just the number two goalkeeper, etc., etc., etc. My job to keep them happy. 24 hours later, Alex Bass is in the team <laughs> at Dartford, yeah. and Sean McDonald is, is, is on the subs bench. I'm sure we might see this happen yeah. um, again. It, it, all the indications are uh, that, that, that it might. Um, and of course... Alex Bass keeps a clean sheet at, at, at Dartford. I don't think he had quite as much to do as McDonald did at Dulwich last Saturday. Um, uh, but here you go, management, handling people. Yeah. And um, we're, it's a good position to be in, isn't it, to have well, two really good keepers. Absolutely. And let's not forget about young George Burton, who's been on yeah. the bench for, for months now, uh, whilst Bass has been out injured. Uh, not a bad young goalkeeper in his own right. Um, and obviously with these two fit now he's, he's going to have to take a bit of a back seat so yeah. um, uh, we'll, 
we'll probably ask Gary Johnson at his press as his press conference, weekly press conference tomorrow what 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 the situation with him is. But um, uh, no, and and of course another <laughs> might as well keep going on the same vein. Ryan Dixon and Asa Hall both yeah. back fit yeah. now, and both got on in the closing stages at Dartford on Tuesday night. Uh, what a boost that is! Yeah, um, had two experienced players like that coming back into the mix. Very good. Um, this is probably a good point to drop into the podcast the um, the terrible oversights oh. that we made in the in the Mac. Uh, team you and I have been looking forward to doing week. this podcast all ever since last week, <laughs> partly because of the results that have happened since, but also so that we could offer our grovelling apologies, abject apologies, which, which yeah. we we yeah. kind of knew. I think we were going to have to apologise to somebody. Uh, obviously, I wasn't expecting it to be the two most recent. No, listeners remember got... that 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 we. Uh, uh, a, a regular listener had posed a, a poser of putting a team of Max and O's yeah. uh, together, and of course, who did we forget? Sean McGinty. Not only Sean McGinty, Sean McGinty but, but also Sean McDonald. Sean McDonald. <laughs> well. uh, yeah. we, we came up with a number, <laughs> with several weird and wonderful ones from the distant past, uh, which is probably uh, why uh, um, we're probably members of the uh, old old farts club. <laughs> yeah. But uh, um, but uh, yeah, many apologies to Sean McGinty and Sean McDonald, who should have been staring us in the face. Let's oh yeah, I think we should retire gracefully yeah, at this quite. point. Okay, um, the Welling game on Saturday is a huge game. We're looking out the window now. What's it doing? It's that kind of thick drizzle. You can barely see the bottom end of the garden, and that's not because it's a big garden. It's um, what are the chances of getting this well in game? Well, I think we're discussing this, aren't we? And United fans are certainly talking about it in the wake of the postponement of Truro City's game against uh, St Albans City last Saturday. First postponement at Plainmore this season. Um, you know, stroke yeah. ground share, stroke sure. bad weather. Dot dot dot. Were you were you the same as me and quite pleased to see that game I, off? I think every United yes. fan was going <laughs> yes <laughs> when they heard that was off. I was up in Tooting, yeah, uh, uh, getting ready to watch uh, um, Dulwich Hamlet uh, play Torquay United with the help of the United team who got out on oh, the pitch yeah. and repaired yeah. their own pitch for them. So um, I mean would. The game was going to go ahead, but well, uh, we got to the get we got to the ground, yeah, uh, and um, walked in the bar for a quick half beforehand to be greeted by uh, quite a lot of United fans who were already there. By the way, another incredible turnout of United fans between three and four hundred at uh, Imperial Fields Tooting last Saturday. Yeah, um, uh, you know, is it still on? Have you heard that there's a referee's inspection? No, uh, and of course. Inquiries revealed that um, uh, that when Gary Johnson and the squad got there, um, they took one look at the pitch and realised there was an area to, to just outside one penalty area, which looked as if a Jim Carner had been yeah. held over it. Dreadful state. Uh, uh, and um, I think Gary Johnson immediately sniffed a possible postponement, which he wasn't going to have if he could help it. Yeah. Um, uh, not many staff around because here we go again. It's a ground share set up. Mm-hmm. Dulwich Hamlet, it was their last game at Tooting and Mitchum's ground before they yeah. go back to Champion Hill. And Gary Johnson basically got the players out on the pitch with uh, a couple of forks and got them to repair and stamp in the yeah. the damaged area. And then um, uh, it was lightly rolled. 
uh, and the pitch was undoubtedly playable from then on. But um, yeah, it was quite a little episode. This is going to cost him some trainers for some of them, is it? If, well, he, uh, if the gossip is to be believed. Yeah. Well, no, I think I think most of the lads wear decent yeah. footwear on their way to games, and uh, I think the only thing they could do was just get out there and get them dirty. And um, uh, I think one or two of them had said either jokingly or seriously, <laughs> you know. By the way, is there a new pair of trainers in this Forest Gaffer? And uh, I, I yeah. think he said. Uh, if absolutely necessary, <laughs> you you get this game on, lads. Yeah, quite. Yeah. Let's get the game on first, and uh, um, obviously, I suppose the, the nightmare outcome would have been if United had got helped to get the game on and then lost yeah. it. Yeah, um, but that didn't happen. Not going to. This see, this is the, again. That's the mindset of the team now, isn't it? You don't expect. Even in a tough game like that, you expect Torquay will give a good account of themselves. And well, it's interesting on the on the commentary of the uh, of the Dartford game, which I tuned into on Tuesday night. Couldn't get away, unfortunately, to get up there. But um, it was interesting listening to George Essiman, who was doing, who was helping Patrick Tinkler to sort of yeah. co-commentate. And George Essiman was was hinting, yeah, well, uh, uh, it it'll be, it may take an hour, it may take this, yeah, but. Don't worry, it'll be fine. We'll win this uh, uh, last half hour, last forty minutes, etc. Blah 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 blah. Now, it was very much a case of that at Dulwich. Dulwich gave United a good game for an hour, and then United were too yeah. strong for them in the closing stages. Exactly the same thing appears to have happened at Dartford. Yeah. Now this is this will be an interesting. Uh, uh, um, these are two away games. Mm-hmm. The last two home games. United ripped into St Albans and Concord Rangers, yeah. beat them four one. Um, I mean, they what were they three up against Concord in by half time? Four. Like four, four, four at half time. Yeah. Of course they yeah. were. Yeah. So, um, and and away from home, that they, they they appear to be willing to battle it out. Yeah. Uh, and then let their football and they are full time, uh, and mm. hopefully their superior fitness carry them home in the closing stages. Now, I'm pretty sure. Okay, that's fine, and 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 it's as as long as they don't concede either an unlucky goal or or, or a lucky goal before then. Yeah. Um, and you know they've been. Gary Johnson was the first one to say how well they defended at Dartford. Um, but I I'm sure he'll be looking for the team on some away games coming up mm. forthwith. Yeah. Uh, uh, to go and. And, and maybe carry the fight to people a little bit more. Yeah. It's not that United aren't having a go at these teams. It's just that, you know, they're half decent, some of these sides. They play with high energy, certainly for the first half of matches. And it's then a question of can they get ahead, can they get a goal, and how long can they keep it going in the second yeah. half? Yeah. Uh, um, you know, there is no way that United should be finishing as the weaker team in any game this no. season. They no. have to be finishing as the stronger side. And all the indications are at the moment that they're doing it yeah so if Julian Goldthorpe and, and the crew can get this game on on Saturday yeah I understand the old covers are going on yeah. and off it's very much uh, you. the worst thing you can do in these circumstances I think some supporters would, would sort of think that the best way is to cover the whole pitch all week and leave it like that no that's almost a way of getting the game off It'll kill um, the, it'll, the pitch a, will be yellow. By well, a, it'll right? be yellow, but B, it actually makes the pitch sweat yeah so um, uh, it's a question of using the rain covers strategically yeah uh, uh, they've been off we're talking Thursday lunchtime now uh, they've been off today they're going back on this evening mm-hmm. uh, to try and cope with some uh, um, pretty sort of heavy rain that heavy showers that are, that are on their way 
uh, and they'll play it by ear. Uh, from what I understand, the drainage system that was put in the summer is definitely working. The drainage uh, in the lower field. The drainage <laughs> in the lower field's going really well, <laughs> judging by the amount of water that's pouring out of it. Yeah. So um, it's going. It's definitely going through. Um, the, the the pitch that Chris Ralph, the former United groundsman, sort of masterminded in the summer. So that's all happening. Um, I think you can guarantee that United will be busting a gut to get this game yeah. on Saturday. They, it's a hugely important match. And it um, should be some game, shouldn't it? It's Wellinger behind. Wellinger second. But they've got a couple of games in hand. Yeah. Um, you know, this, this is... We, we're enjoying... We're loving being at the top of the league. But you look at the table and you think, well, there are teams behind us with games in hand. Sure. But no reason why we shouldn't win those games. No, so, uh, no, absolutely not. It it's, uh, it's also marks a bit of a turning point in the season uh, uh, after Saturday's game against Welling. Truro City, who, of course, they, they meet twice over Christmas yeah. and the New Year... Uh, will be the only team they haven't played. Uh, they'll yeah. have played everybody else once. Um, Welling uh, have got a very experienced and successful lower league manager in Steve King yeah. uh, um, in charge of them. Uh, one or two pretty quite interesting players, uh, experienced. Uh, whenever Steve King goes anywhere, he's mm. usually got a budget and yeah. the object is to get up. Welling are one of those sort of yo-yo clubs uh, uh, they they're either winning every week or losing every week, or depending yeah. on which se- which season you catch them at. Well, they they um, came down with us, didn't they? Did they come down um, with us? Woking came down Woking last came year. Down yeah, with yeah, us. Yeah. Apologies. You know, yeah. um, uh, and of course they're up there as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, had a good, what a great cup win for them, by the way, yeah. at, Sw- at Swindon. Yeah. Congratulations to them uh, last weekend. Um, so uh, uh, yeah, uh, Welling strong side, and, uh, and and three more points against them would really yeah. send United into Christmas roaring. Uh, they've got Boreham Wood away in the FA Trophy the following Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, that will be what it, what it is. Uh, Hampton and Richmond away, who have been struggling yeah. uh, for a while now, on December the twenty second, and then of course straight into Christmas with two games against Truro and one yeah. against. Gloucester all at Plainmore, and then there's the January the fifth game. And the January the fifth game against Slough. Yeah. So, so once you know, this is a big, big game on Saturday by any standards. Yeah. Um, it, it's a Saturday, so Welling's play. Welling will be at full strength. It mm-hmm. won't be a Tuesday night job where, oh, can they all get off work and all this kind of stuff. They'll bring um, more than eleven away fans as well uh, this weekend. Though, imagine you'd have thought so, um, uh, and. Uh, it, it's, it would just be a way of United stamping, rubber stamping, what they've mm. done over the last few weeks to get where they are. Uh, OK, so Welling have got a couple of games in hand, two games in hand. Woking, I think, have got two games in hand. Of course, you know, nothing's done yet. This is December we're talking about now, not March or April. Um, uh, but, you know, Johnson won't have... And he's pointed that out. Of course he has, because yeah. he's, he's been in the game long enough to know that you... You mustn't take anything for granted. But uh, a big, big game on Saturday. I think the fans are up for it. You'd be looking, hopefully, for a really good gate. Yeah. Biggest gate this season, I think, so far was 2,500 against Woking in the FA Cup, yeah. which was a, a great effort in the circumstances. You'd hope that United would certainly um, be on a yeah. par with that. Don't go um, Christmas shopping. Leave the Christmas it's shopping. It's too early for Christmas shopping. No, it's shopping, too early. It? Enjoy it's the early. football yeah. instead. Yeah. Um, uh, and, uh, yeah. It's what's not to look forward to. So just be, being a little bit of a harbinger of doom, harbinger of doom, looking to ghosts of Christmas yet to come. Now, some of these players who are stamping their authority in the Talking United first team at the moment 
may have to go. Well, we've, you know, some of them are on three-month loans, 93-day yeah. loans, um, and we're going to have to get to grips with that in a minute to find out exactly who's up and who isn't. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, you've got uh, the lads on loan from Bristol City. They are all different, actually. Uh, two of them are on 93 days. I'm pretty sure that's Lemon Hay Evans and Jake Andrews. You've got Opie yeah. Edwards. You've got Seku Jane. Are they all, uh, they're are slightly you, different because they're yeah. younger. Um, uh, and so these things, Alex Bass on a season long job from, mm -hmm. from Pompey, so that's okay. Um, uh, these things, I think, you know, we, we'll get it nailed down exactly what the situation yeah. is. I don't think uh, uh, it's um, inconceivable that United won't try and find a way of, of either keeping or getting one or two of these back. Mm. Yeah. Uh, whether it's straight away or not, we don't know. But that's partly why, of course, you know, I, I mentioned Dixon and, and Hall earlier. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, this is, these are very important players to come back into the mix now. Yeah. Um, especially, you know, they both had quite sort of, you know, troublesome injuries. Um, uh, uh, Dixon had a, a, um, a broken leg, effectively, at the yeah. start of the season, a lower leg fracture. Then he had this concussion... Uh, Aza Hall's been out for quite a while with a knee problem. You know they're coming back fresh now, uh, and uh, or relatively fresh. Yeah. So um, you know, and just at a time of the season where I think you need an old head or two, the pitches are starting to break up. Yeah. Um, it's getting a bit muck and metalish. Um, you need your Aza Halls and your yeah. Ryan Dixons to. Uh, uh, <laughs> Uh, carry the fight to the opposition, shall we say, yeah. and uh, keep putting the ball in the right areas. Yeah. Mind you, we said this last week. We said it, the Muck and Nettles games were coming. Would the talky youngsters be able to cope with them? And they responded with two more wins. Two more and away wins. Away wins. Uh, it, at potential... Both grounds were pretty soggy by the sound of it. Yeah, and, and at, you know where you wouldn't have taken anything for granted no. at all. Um, uh, two clean sheets as well. That, that yeah. was a very, you know, you you keep keep doing that away from home, yeah. and you're going to win. Uh, uh, certainly in this league, and probably in most others as well. Um, uh, uh, great, great credit to them. Yeah, it's a good time to be a Torquay United fan. At long last, it's it's. I I, yeah. I I I don't. I you know, don't anybody say that Torquay United fans haven't deserved this. <laughs> uh, um, uh, uh, if they're walking around with a spring in their step. Um, uh, and uh, they're not in good voice on Saturday. It's because they've damn well worked for it, and that they—they, what is it, five, six years of almost unbroken oh, it's, failure. It, yeah. Um, uh, terrific. You know, they—they've—they've they've paid their dues, Torquay fans, and they've every right at the moment to uh, to be singing on Saturday, and uh, um, and they will be. Well, it'd be enjoying as uh, as our friend Paul says, keep calm. And Gary on. <laughs> so talking at home on Saturday, uh, Welling the visitors, three o'clock kickoff at Plainmore. We'll see you there, hopefully. Be nice to bump into you. Come up and tell us what you like and what you don't like about the podcast. It's always nice to get a little bit of feedback. We'll be in the usual spot from good and early on. And uh, bobble hats. Yeah, might be an afternoon for that. I think I might eat, I better bring the old uh, thermos of coffee on uh, <laughs> on Saturday. It's getting to that part of the season, isn't it? Could be a chilly one. This has been the uh, Devon Live Herald Express Yellow Army Talk United the table podcast, podcast. The top of the table <laughs> podcast. Indeed, we've let you off early this week because um, we haven't been reminiscing quite so much. But uh, no, that's not to right say we won't be doing the here it here and the now. And as ever, we finish. Come on, Come on you, you yellows. yellows.